On the Pasig Vayichan Shami Yisrael Neged Ahor, the Mechilta tells us that Kol Mokim in all other places it says Vayisu Vayachanu. They, they traveled, they camped in the plural. Because they traveled and they camped in Machloikas. But here, they were all with one heart. The same statement is also brought in Rashi al but in Rashi it's brought in the opposite order. Rashi starts off by first speaking about what happens here, Vayichan Shami Yisrael. That it was Ke'ishachad Belevachad, like one man with one heart. And then Rashi goes on, but all other campings were with complaints and machloikas. From the Mechilte it seems like that the Chidush is regarding this camping. That Khan Hushvu Levecho, that here they had one heart. Not in a way, as was in all other cases, where they traveled with machloikas and they camped in machloikas. But by Rashi, from Rashi it comes at the other way around. That the Chidush is the fact that all other times was with complaints and machloikas. We need to understand what's the Svaro, what's the logic behind this difference between the Mechilta and Rashi. Says the Rebbe, simply the differences connected with the difference of how Rashi and the Mechilta each learn it out from the Pasuk, as discussed another time as well. And that is, the Mechilta learns this idea that all other places they traveled and camped with Machloikas from the fact that it says Vayisu Vayachanu in the plural by all other, by all other journeys. And this is why, according to the Mechilta, the Chidush is why suddenly here there's a change, there's a difference. Here it says Vayichan in the singular. And that's why the Mechilta says that here there's a Chidush, that here they all had one heart. Whereas Rashi, Rashi doesn't mention the fact that all other times it says Vayisu Vayachanu in the plural. Because the fact that it says in the plural, simply, is because we're speaking about many people and many shvatim. Rashi is learning it from the fact that this Pasuk says, Vayichan Shom Yisrael is emphasizing, has this extra word of Shom. Seemingly, the word Shom is, is not necessary. The Pasuk could have easily said after Vayachan Uba Midbar, that they camped in the Midbar, Vayichan Yisrael, there was no need for the word Shom. Vayichan Yisrael, the Yidden camped in front of the mountain. From the fact that it says Sham, that implies that only over there, Vayichan Sham, only there there was singular, Vayichan. like one man with one heart. But all other campings were with complaints of Machloikas. But if that's the case, says the Rebbe, we now need to go back and understand the Mechilta's logic. What's forcing the Mechilta to say that Vayisu, Vayachanu, means Machloikas, traveling and camping in Machloikas? Why can't it simply mean that we're speaking about many people and that's why it says it in the plural? Another thing says the Rebbe is not understood. The Mechilte itself tells us on the words Vayisu B'nei Yisroel Me Ramsei Sukhoisa that the Yidin traveled like in the blink of an eye from Ramses to Sukhois. As the Pasuk says, I carried you like on the wings of an eagle. Now surely this type of journey which was like in the blink of an eye was definitely, there wouldn't have been any Machloikas at that time. So why would it say Vayisu there? In the plural, which according to Mechilta, when it says Vayisu, it means they're traveling with Machloikas. So that's the question on Mechilta. Now going back to Rashi, says the Rebbe, we have a problem in Rashi's Pirush as well. Why, in fact, does the Torah have to say over here by Matan Torah, Vayichan Shom Yisroel, in order to negate and tell us that all other times there was complaints in Machloikas, why is that relevant over here when we're speaking about the parasha of Matan Torah to start pointing out the disgrace of the Yidden by all other campings? And as we're speaking about Matan Torah, why don't we just focus over here? Why is it relevant to add a word just to tell us that all other campings were with Machloikas? Says the Rebbe, the point of the explanation is 
Pirush Rashi, as we know, is Alderach Apshat. And therefore, when Rashi says the words that all campings were with tarumis, with complaints, and machloikas, with, with arguments and fights, it means tarumis or machloikas, arguments or machloikas in the very, very literal sense, um, which is, again, quarreling, fights. So, to, from the words vayisu vayachanu, in all other campings, there's definitely nothing to imply that it means that there was fights and there was machloikas. Because as we said, vayisu vayachanu in the plural simply means that they traveled, that there were many people traveling, and there's absolutely no indication that there's any fighting going on, any quarreling going on. And therefore, according to Rashi, it's only once the Torah says, Vayichan Shom Yisrael Negedahor, when it comes and emphasizes that over there, they were Vayichan in singular. We're now going to learn a novel idea that only over here they were Ki'ishechad Belevechad, it's only over here that they were united, but all other times, in fact, there was complaints and machloikas. So again, the point being is that according to Rashi, if the simple meaning of machloikas, Rashi would mean simply arguments and fights, and therefore it is in fact a big chiddush to say that they were always fighting, and we learn it out from this pasuk because only over here it says vayichan sham Yisrael, that here they were united as one. But now let's go to the mechilta. When the mechilta says the word machloikas, it doesn't actually mean fighting. It doesn't actually mean something that's the opposite of peace, the opposite of leivechod. The mechilta means something else when it says the word machloikas. It means chilukeideis. They have different opinions. Since we know that people are ain dey say in Shavis, people think differently to each other. So therefore, it's an automatic thing that when you have many people going to be doing something. So Alpiteva, by nature, obviously there's going to be many, many different ways of looking at it, many different opinions of how to go about it, how to do it, etc. Says the Rebbe, and this is why by all the other campings and all the other journeys, it says Vayisu Vayachanu in the plural. Because in each one of those journeys, in each one of those campings, there were chiluke deis, there were different opinions amongst Yidin. Again, we're not speaking about fights. We're speaking about a natural thing that when you have many people, there are going to be many different views. Especially, says the Rebbe, we know, that the 42 journeys in the Midbar allude to 42 different levels, 42 different ascents in Avoidus Hashem. So obviously there's going to be many differences between Every single yid and the other yidin, and the uh, in other words, every si- and and by each one of these journeys, by each one of these ascents, it's going to be by every single yidin according to his personal dargan avodas Hashem, according to as Chassidus teaches us, there's bechol levavcha, bechol nafshecha, bechol moidecha, representing different dargus and avodas Hashem. Every person is having his own journey, and that's why here we say there's a chiddush. It's only over here. By the camping of Matan Torah, we say, that here they truly had one heart. Meaning that standing opposite the mountain, ready for Kabbalah Satoira. Here, they were all equal with one heart, one and the same heart, not even Leivov, rather Leiv with one vase. We know that the, the concept of Leivov with two vase sometimes indicates the Yitzhah and the Yitzhah But here they're all with one heart because Torah, which achieves and accomplishes Sholem in the utmost way, caused a tremendous achdus over here, a tremendous unity amongst the Yidden, so that there weren't even differences of opinion. Says the Rebbe, this will now also explain why in that journey from Ramses to Sukkot, even over there it says, Vayisu, 
in the plural, which we said it was in the blink of the eye, surely there wouldn't have been any machlekes, says the Rebbe, because even though this journey was like in the blink of an eye, and it was definitely a way, in a way that they, all the Yidin were united together, but nevertheless, we still can't use the singular over there. In other words, we still can't say that there wouldn't have been different uh, different views, different opinions. In other words, the, as far as the logic of the Eden is concerned, the intellect of the Eden is concerned, they're not all united as one. This is something that's only going to happen later through Torah when they're standing opposite the mountain. This is when you could say that they all have Levechod. And this is exactly going to be the reason now why the Pasuk does say, Vayichan Sham Yisroel. That it, we're emphasizing the mountain Torah that this is where the Eden camped as one. It's coming to emphasize that by other times there was no Levechod. Because we're trying to emphasize this Chidush of Torah, that only Torah is the one that can bring this amazing, amazing Achtos. And this is as far as Chiluke Deois, in other words, again, that usually there's differences of opinion and therefore usually it's natural to say, in, say things in the plural. By Matan Torah, there's a Chidush, everyone's going to be Levechod. Now, according to Rashi, there's going to be even a bigger Chiddush. Because again, according to Rashi, in the other times it was actually at Machloikas. So Rashi is coming to be Machadish, that Torah is able to achieve Achdus, even in a place where there's not only Chilukei Deis, differences of opinion, but even in a place where there's complaints and Machloikas. In, in the literal sense. And that's why we say, Vayichan Sham Yisrael, that only over here was the true Achdus, whereas all other campings were with complaints and machlokes. Says the Rebbe, in order to explain clearer this Milo of Torah, that only Torah is the one that could bring to this Milo of all Yidin being equal with Levechod, because seemingly there's an obvious question. In Torah we also find many, many, many opinions. To the extent that Chazal say that the Divrei Torah were not given clear cut. For every single thing you could see it, 49 ways or explanations of explaining why something might be Torah, and 49 ways of explaining why something might be Tomei. Torah by its, de- by its very definition, the way Torah is, 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 is uh, allowing for, or, or actually even forcing there to be many different opinions. Now, of course, we say, Elu elu that all of these different opinions and all of these different ways of Torah are all holy and from Hashem, etc. But how could we say that mitzat Torah automatically, there's going to be no differences of opinion and they all have one heart. And the Rebbe says, even though you might tell me that, but when it comes to halacha, halacha is only going to be according to one opinion. And once the halacha is paskened, everyone has to act according to this one opinion. But seemingly, this still doesn't mean that all the differences of opinion were nullified. It's only that when it comes to action, we're all going to act in the same way. But seemingly, as far as the seichel, as far as the opinions and the way of seeing things, people and different opinions are still going to be divided and they're going to see things in a different way. So what do we mean when we say, how could it be that we say that mitzah Torah, all the Yidin are now equal with one heart, which implies that they're not only united in their actions, but that the achdus is even in their lave, even in their heart, even in their feelings. In order to explain this, says the Rebbe, we first need to focus on the fact that the Pasuk is emphasizing Vayichan Shami Yisrael Neged and we said, Vayichan is Loshin Yochid. The Pasuk tells us that this was specifically Bachoidesh Hashlishi, let's say it's been a Yisrael Mi'eret Mitzrayim, on the third month from when the Eden left Mitzrayim. Which tells us that this Vayichan 
is specifically connected to the mile of the number of Shlishi, the number three. In fact, we know that Chazal emphasized that the Torah generally is very much connected to the number three. The Gemara says, Brich Rachamana blessed us Hashem that gave us a Torah of three to a nation of three through the third one, meaning Moshe Rabbeinu was considered the third. On a day there was a third one, in a third month. So we see that Torah is very much connected to the idea of three. And, Torah, and that's what we're saying. Torah was given by Chodesh Ashlishi, specifically connected to the number three. And the Rebbe asks, seemingly the idea of Ayichan, if we want to speak about Lash and Yachid, that all Yidin are mamish united, Ki'ishachad, Belevechad, seemingly it would be more connected with the idea of Echad, with number one. It should be more connected with Chodesh Harishan, with the first month, which would represent absolute unity. Similar to the idea that we find in Sheish Yisimei Bereshis, that on the first day of creation, it's called Yoim Echad, not Yoim Rishan, it's called Yoim Echad, Chazal tell us because HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Yachid. Hashem was the one and only in the world. So how do we understand the connection between the concept of Achdus, the Yidin Arvayichan? In singular, we say it's specifically connected to Chodesh Ashlishi, which is a number that seemingly is connected with, with the multiplicity and division and so on. Says the Rebbe, the explanation is, the difference in Remez HaToychen, in other words, in, in, in the way we understand the idea of the numbers one, two, and three, what's really hinted in them, is like this. When you say number one, this is emphasizing that there's lechatchilev, right from the outset, there is only one. There's nothing else to talk about. As we just quoted before, that on the first day of creation, there's no room for anything else. That's what number one represents. Number two represents hischalkos, division, the opposite of achdus. So now you have one, and you have a second thing. So now there's there's division. What's the idea of number three? The chiddush of number three is that he is going to come and unite the two, similar to what Chazal say. We sometimes have a situation where the two psukim seem to be a contradiction to each other. And then the third pasa comes and reconciles the other two, clarifies what the other two are really all about. In this klal, there seems to be emphasized two opposite things. On the one hand, we're saying, Toiras Emes is testifying that not only are there two different psukim over here, which could be, like we mentioned before, like you have two different opinions, but they're, they're completely contradictory to each other. Like the idea of machloikas, arguments, complaints, etc. In other words, not only are they different or there's some sort of um, superficial contradiction between them, between the two psukim. And if we work hard, we'll be able to figure out and reconcile these two psukim. Rather than Torah saying, no, it's shnei ksuvma makachishim zezeh, they're actually contradict, contradictory to each other on their own. Unless we have this third pasuk. The third pasuk is going to come and show how they can actually work together. But if not for this third pasuk, they really are contradictions to each other. So that's on the one hand. On the other hand, we're saying that the Chiddush of the Kosovo Shliyashi, that's Machriya Beinayim. What does Hachra mean over here? We're not, we don't mean like a situation where you have two opinions and then a third person is going to come and paskin like one of the opinions and negate the other one. But what we're saying is that these two psukim, that on their own again were contradictory to each other, the third Pasuk is now going to clarify how really they all agree to this 
to this uh, idea that was brought of the, of the cost of Ashlishi that reconciled between the two ideas. Says the Rebbe, the same thing is true when we say halacha kedivrei hamachria, which this is in halacha when you have again two opinions and then another person comes in and is, and is machria. So the Rebbe says, what does it mean halacha kedivrei hamachria? That when we have the third opinion coming in, so it's not the fact again that he's just agreeing with one of the opinion and going against the other opinion, but rather it's an opinion that comes to include both opinions so that everyone could agree with him. So this is what the idea of number three represents. Says the Rebbe, since Chazal connect, as we said before, Torah generally with this number Shlishi, it's understood that the whole idea of Torah is similar to this concept of the Shlishi HaMachriya. What does this mean? That means even in those places where the Psaq HaLocha of Torah in an open way is, is not going to be in a way of Hachra'a, not in a way that's going to seemingly combine both opinions. But even when the psak of Torah is going to be completely negating one of the opinions, says the Rebbe, but deep down inside, it is a matter of hachra, of reconciling the two. Why? Because once the halacha is paskened, that, once the halacha is paskened, then what's going to happen? Now these two different the opinions that we're arguing before are going to agree with the halacha, but the Rebbe says, not only in Maisim Apoel, not only agree, fine, we have to act in a particular way, but also in the Seichel, it's going to start making sense now according to this halacha. As the Rebbe will soon explain how that works. In a way that in fact there does become the true Shalom between all of the opinions. Again, the Rebbe is soon going to explain how that works. And the Rebbe says, this is the power of Torah. As the Pasuk says, Hashem oiz yitain, Hashem yivareches amoy basholim. Which as Chazal say, oiz refers to Torah, and that brings sholim. In other words, first you have a matter where there is a discussion, a debate, in a matter of Torah. And you have svaris one way, larger going one way, larger going the other way. Opinions one way, and opinions the other way. But when there comes to that final decision of Torah, according to one of the opinions... Which for that we need to have this oiz, Hashem oiz la'am In other words, that firm decision to, in a certain sense, fight off all of the different ways of looking at it and all of the different discussions and finally decide according to one way. So we're eventually going to get to the shalom, that is, that all of the opinions are afterwards moida agree, admit to this halacha with their whole mitzis, with their whole entity, to, to, in the way that it becomes true shalom between them. Again, the Rebbe is going to elaborate more on this, how this works. But the Rebbe first says that with this we're going to understand the story that Chazal tell us. There was an incident where according to Rabbi Yeshua's calculation, Yom Kippur had to fall out on a different day to that which Rabban Gamliel had established the calendar when Yom Kippur was supposed to fall out. Rabbi Gamliel ordered Rabbi Yeshua to come with his stick and with his money on the day that Yom Kippur fell according to Rabbi Yeshua's cheshben. And Rabbi Yeshua obeyed, he listened. And the question is, in order for Rabbi Yeshua to show that he is acting in accordance to Rabbi Gamliel's psak, seemingly it would have been sufficient if Rabbi Yeshua would even just walk on the day that Yom Kippur fell according to his calculation, from his place where he was in Yavna, 
which was, sorry, from his place where he was and come to Yavna, which was more than the Tchum Shabbos. And that itself would have proved already that he's doing something that, admitting that it's not Yom Kippur. Why did he have to come with his stick and with his money? He says the Rebbe, one of the explanations is that what was being proven by this was that when he says, and he's going to do according to Rabbi Gamliel's Psach, he's not just doing it with Kabbalah soil. Just doing it because he's told he has to do this. But that in his seichel, in his logic, he's still of a different opinion. But rather he wants to bring out that all of him, even his seichel, every aspect of him is going to be moiden, I was going to be agreeing to Rabbi Akiva. That is that even though before, according to seichel of Torah, according to his understanding, Yom Kippur should have been a different day to what Rabbi Gamliel had said. And nevertheless, once Rabbi Gamliel paskened, and he heard that this is the halacha, what Rabbi Gamliel paskened, so now it needed to resonate and come down even to his logic, even to his understanding. And what's the test for this? That he's coming with a stick, he's coming with his money. What do we see here? What's happening when he comes with a stick and his money? That the psak halacha is permeating his whole mitzis, every one of his details, even things that are completely external to him, outside the person. In other words, not only he's walking himself, he's taking his belongings as well. And not only is he taking his stick, which is at least something that's supporting him as he walks, but even his money, which is something completely external to him. Also with this, he's taking along, he's going to, th- these things are going along with Rabbi Yeshua to Yavna. So how do we actually understand this? What does this mean? That even though I originally understood one way, and now even in my seichel I'm agreeing with the other way. So to explain this, says the Rebbe, even though Torah is a matter of chachma and seichel, it's logic, it's wisdom, as the Pasuk says, this is your wisdom and your understanding in front of the eyes of the nations. However, there's a special mila, a special advantage in Torah, which regular chachma, just as chachma, does not have. To use the expression of Chazal, yes, chachma bagoyim tamin. You could say that goyim have chachma, but yes, Torah bagoyim. If someone tells you there's Torah by the goyim, al tamin, you don't, you don't believe that. In other words, there's a certain aspect in the Torah, even that 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 chachma completely does not have. Even though Torah itself has an element of chachma to it, and the Rebbe says seemingly it's not understood. Since yes, chachma bagoyim, if we say that goyim have chachma. So that seems to mean that the Milo of Torah, which is not by the Goyim, you would think that means that Torah does not have this Milo of Chachma. So why are we saying that Torah is Chachmaschem, Ubinaschem, it's your wisdom, it's your understanding in front of the eyes of the nations. So the Pshat is that because of the Milo of Torah, what Torah is, that thing that Goyim do not have, there's also an advantage in the Chachma aspect of Torah, which Chachma by itself does not have. And therefore we say that Torah is Chochmaschem. It's your special Chochma relative to the nations and in front of the eyes of the nations. So what's this advantage of Torah over Chochma, first of all, generally? What's the advantage of Torah and then how does it apply to the Chochma element of Torah? Torah, as we know, is Miloshan Hayra. It's a Loshan of instruction. Torah, which is Torah Semes, doesn't only explain to us the truth of everything, but Torah also brings out what's called the Bechain. What's the bottom line? What's the, what's, what's the conclusion? What's the practical hirah that we take from what we're learning? Torah is telling us that we need to act in a particular way. Whereas Chachma, regular wisdom, is not, doesn't give instructions to the person. 
The Chachma, the particular science or wisdom I teach the person, if he acts in a particular way, then these are going to be the results. But it never instructs the person what he has to do. That he has to behave in a certain way. For example, says the Rebbe, in medicine, Chachma Sarafua, so medical science could tell a person that if he acts in a particular way, then these are going to be the results. But it doesn't obligate the person to act in a particular way if he wants to go ahead and hurt himself. If he doesn't want to be healthy, medicine has nothing to tell him. Whereas Torah gives the instruction that a person is not allowed to hurt himself. A person is not allowed to harm himself. Says the Rebbe, and this is what we mean when we say that Torah is chachmaschem ubinaschem le'enayamim. Because when we learn an Indian, and we know when we learn it, that from the discussion of what we're learning, from the logic that we're learning, there's going to come out a hirad, there's going to come out something practical out of it. That itself forces us that we think, that we put in much more toil and effort in what we're learning. And that's the way we will really, really come to the emiss of every matter. And therefore we say that the chachma of Torah, which is, which is a which is a chachma, but the hayra again is part of this chachma, and therefore it's connected to a whole new level of depth than ordinary chachma has. Now, what's the reason, says the Rebbe, for this difference between Torah and chachma? The reason for this is because the Torah is chachma baruchu, which is the absolute emes emes laamitoy. Now, what's emes? Emes is something that penetrates, that goes through from one extreme to another. In other words, emes is something that has to be true everywhere and anywhere. can be true in one aspect and not true in another aspect. In other words, it's something that needs to be real and true on every, on every, on every single level. And therefore, when Torah reveals the truth of any particular matter, it can't be that it's only true in the world of logic, in the world of seichel, and it's limited to the world of seichel. He only understands that that's the way it is, but when it comes to practice, he's going to act in a different way. But rather, it needs to permeate the person completely all the way, all the way down to his actions. In fact, not only also down to the actions we say, on the contrary, action is the main thing. Says the Rebbe, for this same reason, there's also going to be differences in the way we come to this Chachma of Torah, as opposed to how we come to other Chachmas. And one of them is what Chazal say, that the reason why the halacha was established, like Beis Hillel and not like Beis Shammai, even though the Gemara says Beis Shammai was machadadet fei, they were sharper. So the reason why like Beis Hillel, because they were people that were more pleasant, and they were the ones that were ready to be ashamed or embarrassed. In other words, they were more shy, they were ready more to have other people's opinions ahead of theirs, etc. Says the Rebbe, seemingly, when it comes to establishing a halacha, it would seemingly be more shayach to the person who's the sharper one, who's the greater bar seichel, who's the greater intellectual, and therefore understands the halacha better and deeper. So the halacha should have been like Beishamah, who's mechadadetvei, who are sharper. Why are we paskening like Beishilu? So the idea is, because if we're trying to reach to the emeslamita, to the absolute truth of Torah, which that's the idea of what halacha is. It's not sufficient to have seichel alone, just logic. Because logic also has, it could sometimes lean towards chesed, sometimes has a certain bias towards gevura, 
As it's known, for example, regarding Beis and Beis Hillel itself, Beis Hillel is usually more lenient, Beis is more strict, because Beis Hillel is from Chesed, Beis is from Gvura. And therefore, the very nature or characteristic of Seichel is to look, even though it is true that it's there to look for the emiss of every single matter, and therefore, the idea of Seichel is really to, for a person to remove himself, to divest himself of those leanings and those biases, to be able to understand different to that which he is by nature. For ex- and that's why we'll find, for example, Bishamay sometimes is lenient and sometimes Beis Hill is more strict. But nevertheless, Seichel is always limited. Logic is always limited, always sort of retains and is limited by its particular form. And therefore, it not necessarily is able to take the real emes la mitoy in the purest form as it is. But when one has bitul, which in that way a person goes out of his own mitzis, he goes out of his own existence, out of his own entity, his biases, his leanings. This is when the shaklavatari of the seichel of the person could really truly get to the true emes. And this is why the idea of halacha, which is emes la mitay, was established according to Beis Hillel, which had this element of bitl, that noichin va'aluvin hoyu. Says the Rebbe, this idea is also hinted in the fact that Shas starts with the Mishnah, me'emos ha'ikoyin ha'shma, from when do we read Shema? And the seum of Shas is with a statement, kol ha'shoyin ha'halacha is b'chol yoyim, whoever learns halacha every day, etc., the Rebbe explains, the ending of the Shas is Limud Alochis, indicating the idea that the whole purpose of all the Shakla Vertario of Torah is La Asuke Shmaitis Alimud to bring all of the discussions and debates and things that we learn about to carry it down into Halacha, to come to the bottom line of what the Maskana in the Halacha Lamais is, because that is specifically what's, what, what really reveals and expresses the Emes of Torah. But how do we get to that? In order that all of the discussions of Torah should really bring to this seum, to this end result, that kol ha-shoyin For this we need to start with, and that's why Shas starts with the idea of Kriyashma. It has to have the introduction of Kriyashma. What's Kriyashma? Kabbal ha-soyol malchul Because when a person has the fear, the awe, the bitul, to Hashem's desire, to Hashem's ratzen, because of Kabbal ha-soyol malchul because of the idea of Kriyashma, then his learning is going to be with bitul and Kabbal soil. Meaning to say, that when he's learning, he knows that it's dependent on him, how he's going to learn in Paskin, whether the Yid that's going to a- act according to his Psak is going to do what Hashem wants, or Chas V'Shalom going to do the opposite. And therefore, this Yid that's learning Torah and Paskin is going to learn with a awe, with a fear, to make sure that he's always aligned with Hashem's desire. And when a person is mevatel is mitzis, that's when his seichel becomes a true keli to the absolute emes of Torah, and he will paskin according to the proper halacha. Says the Rebbe, now we'll come back to understand why we say that Torah achieves the true shalom between the different opinions, between the different arguments. To the extent that as we said that everyone will be moida even with their seichel and their logic to the psak of Torah. And the Rebbe explains. When we're just speaking about Chiluke deyos, differences of opinion, which, which is only associated with Seichel itself. In other words, we're only looking at it from the vantage point of Seichel. So there's always going to remain different opinions, because in the world of Seichel, there is always going to be leanings in different directions. And, in fact, there's always room that for both opinions, even after we pass, and there's still room for both opinions. The Rebbe says, even logic understands. We said, by Goyim, there's also Chochmah. 
that in my civil poil, that is how, how we're going to have to act, there's going to have to be one way how it's going to be Paskin practically how to act. Clearly, we can't just rely that everyone's going to act according to their own opinions. So there always must be some sort of conclusion of what the verdict is going to be in a particular situation. And therefore, in Chachma, the way it works is when you have different opinions in a certain matter, so we'll go by the majority vote, and then even the minority is going to have to act according to the majority. But that's only some way that we figured out of how you have to act practically. That the minority is going to bend their opinion and do according to the majority. But in their opinions, in their seichel, they never change their mind. But when we come to Apsagdin of Torah, which we said Torah is all about Torah, which is coming to reveal the emiss of everything. Well, when we speak about the idea of emiss, again, what did we say emiss means? It's something that goes through from the highest extreme to the lowest extreme. It's something that needs to be true at, at, on every single level. So then, regardless of how my seichel was originally, according to chesed or according to gvura, if we're focusing on the idea of emes, then the idea of emes is going to be true everywhere. And therefore, no matter what my opinion was, the emes is going to resonate or emes is going to come out. But how do you get to that? Again, it's only going to come with bitl. So when a person learns toida, permeated with bitl and kabbalah soil, which makes him a keli, a vessel, a receptacle to the emes of toida. So then when a person hears that the halacha, according to the rules of Torah, is, was not the way he thought originally, not according to his logic, but rather according to the other opinion. So because he has the bitl to the Ratzon Elyon, what's he going to do now? He's now going to try to invest himself, put himself in, try to think about it with a whole new layer, a whole new level of depth and toil, until finally he will be able to appreciate it also with his seichel, that his seichel will also agree and understand why this is the psak halacha. Says the Rebbe, now we'll come back, focusing again on the numbers 1, 2, and 3. Says the Rebbe, and when Torah was given, says the Rebbe, this is the difference between the three months, Nisan, Iyar, and Sivan. Nisan, which is the first month, the idea of Echad, is the month of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, which came in a way of Nigla Aleyem Melech Malchem Amlach Makadish Baruch Hu Hashem revealed himself and took them out. Meaning this is all coming from above. Since the Geula came, Mainly, not so much from the Yidden, but more coming from Hashem. So here we're speaking about a situation where Lechatchila, there's no different levels by the Yidden. The Yitzhiyam and Mitzrayim, going out of Mitzrayim, encompassed all of them, all the Yidden as one. This idea, this kind of unity that was by Yitzhiyam Mitzrayim was expressed, both in the way the Yidden went out of Mitzrayim, and also to the state of the Yidden as they went out of Mitzrayim. The Rebbe explains, First of all, the way the Yidden were all gathered from all of Mitzrayim to Ramses, as well as their first journey going out of Mitzrayim from Ramses to Sukkot, was in a way, as we quoted before, Hashem lifted the Yidden up on the wings of, the, of an eagle. And therefore, it was all done in a blink of an eye, in other words, an idea of time which is really beyond the vision. It was all in an instant. So again, this is bringing out this idea, kind of a concept of achdos, where there's no room for division. Number two says the Rebbe, what's the title Yidden have when they go out of Mitzrayim? Tzivois Hashem, the army of Hashem. The main thing, the basis of an army is Kabbalah soil. Where there's no division, there's no differences between one person in the army, the other person in the army. When we speak about division, that's Shaykh and Seichel and Midois. Every person might feel different to the other. 
Every person might understand different to the other. But in the aspect of Kabbalah soil itself and the Kabbalah oil element, they're all exactly the same. Now, since Yitzhiyam and Mitzrayim came Mulamaila in a way that encompassed all Yidin equally, so therefore, by the Yitzhiyam and Mitzrayim, there was not noticeable, was not felt, the division of the Yidin. Twelve Shvatim, Koyanim, Levim, Yisraelim, and the like, all of the Yidin are united. What's emphasized is only the fact that they have the Kabbalah soil, they are Tzivis Hashem. On the other hand, says the Rebbe, this Achdus is only as far, this Kabbalah's oil is only as far as Kabbalah's oil. It's only as far as what they're act, doing in action. But in their very essence, in their Seichel and their Midois, they actually still remain different to each other. In other words, it's only because right now there is a Niglalim, a tremendous revelation from above, so their differences are not being noticeable. And that's why it could still say Vayisu in the plural at that journey. Now we move on to Chodeshir, Chodesh Hasheni. That's the Chodesh of Sphira, Sphira Soimer, which represents the avoid of Yidin on their own, B'Koyach Atzma. And here Yidin are definitely considered a Rabbim, there are many. Because here we're speaking about in an open way all the different levels of Yidin, each person doing his avoid according to his own level. So that's Chodeshir. Like we said before, two represents the many already. But then finally comes Chodesh Sivan, Chodesh Hashlishi, the Chodesh of Matan Torah. Torah unites all the Yidin in a way of Lev Echad, that despite the Chilukei Deus, the differences of opinion of Yidin originally, and even in a way that perhaps they had arguments of Achloikas and complaints, but Torah comes to make Shalom between all of these uh, opposing opinions, to the extent that they all become Lev Echad, one heart, a true and real Shalom. Says the Rebbe, one of the Hoiroys from all of the above. The Alter Rebbe explains in Tanya, that the idea of Avas Yisrael needs to be to each and every Yid from great to small, because Mitzad, based on the root of the Neshama in Hashem Echad, all Yidin are all equal, we're all one, we all have one father and so on. But a person might ask, that's all very nice when I'm dealing with someone, if I'm dealing with the Shoirish and Neshama of the other person, then you could say that I should love him, and I should have true brotherly love to the person. But if I'm dealing with a, with a person, which by that person is Neshama and his Shredish and Neshama is clearly not shining in such an open way. Rather, he's in a situation where his materialism, his body is completely covering over, not only on the Shredish of the Neshama, but even on the light of his Neshama. How could we demand that you should have an Ava to such a person in that lowly state? And here is the Hirav, Ayichan Shom Yisrael Negedahor, that there they were they were ba'achdus, although all other times there was complaints and machloikas. What's this telling us? That the chiddush of matan toyd is that we have the ability to draw down the union of achdus, even into a place of separation and division. And that actually achieves a greater level of achdus than the kind of achdus that were just one because of our shoyrish in Hashem Echad, which there were lechatchila were all one. The whole chiddush is to bring it into a place where there could be division. Similar to what we said, the mile of Shlishi, the number three, compared to the number one, that Shlishi is bringing the Shalom between the two. And therefore, says Rebbe, Adraba, on the contrary, the effort and the idea of Achdus Yisrael and Avas Yisrael has to be first and foremost with the Yidin that are in a very, very lowly situation, where are found in a place of separation and division. And Davka there, like it says, Vayichan Shom Yisrael, Davka there to bring in the Achdus that it should be Ke'ishechad, Belevechad, Says the Rebbe, and through putting in all of this effort into Avas Yisrael and Achdus Yisrael, Vayichad Lashon Yochid, 
especially an achdus that's connected with Torah. Like at that time, was the Vayichel was Negedahar. Says the Rebbe, to be poil, and this is achieved also through the fact that every single year should have an ois, a letter in one of the general Sifrei Torah that were written to unite all the Yidden. So we all have a letter in the same Sifrei Torah. This all becomes the proper preparation for the Torah Chadosh HaMeiti Teitzei, for the new Torah that's going to be coming from Hashem, the revelation of the Torah of Mashiach.